Hello. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for having uh, me and the team. Um, I just want to say, actually, um, something just a little bit about me and, me and Jack. Um, I actually call him Super Tall Jack because that's how he was introduced to me as. And he said, this is Jack, Super Tall Jack. And so from then on, I've just called him Super Tall Jack. But apparently you don't call him Super Tall Jack. You just call him Jack, which is a bit lame. I really want it to be... <laughs> I really want everyone. I was like, yeah, they must walk around back at a church calling him Super Tool Jack, or like they've got like little like abbreviations for your name. But anyway, so it's just Jack. But um, yes, he, it is true what he said. I did meet him in, in January um, at uh, Fleet Baptist Youth Retreat. And um, I've had, um, I just want to just say this. In it, God is really good. Okay, God is really, really good. And God is really faithful. And something uh, happened to me about nine months ago. My circumstance um, was a bit tough. And there, um, it should have taken me out, if you like. It should have been something that really kind of crushed me into the ground. And since then, um, God has been blessing me with people in my life that have been, been my friends for like, let's say, one, two, four or five months. And yet I feel like I've known them for a lifetime. I feel like I've really gotten to know them. And so God is so good. In the time that I felt really uh, lost and uneased about life, he has placed people into my life like Jack and others. Um, and I feel like I've known them for years. And, that, and that's a good thing. I don't say I feel like I've known them for years because that's a bad thing. But I'm just very, very grateful to God that he has given me friends uh, recently and how I've really gotten to know them and how they've really impacted my life. So Jack, Jack's been amazing. Um, you are super, super blessed to have him here. Um, and so thank you for inviting me. Love you, Jack. We'll go, out to, we'll go to Pinnock some more, which is a really nice coffee shop. If you've heard of Pinnock's and Ripley, kind of woking way, very, very nice. Um, they do really good bagels. Mm, nice. Um, so, yeah, so this is, this is like a team of friends and loved ones over here. Um, thank you for coming with me. They're amazing. Um, and we're, we're part of, um, oh, how, do you, how would we say it? We're part of, a, I guess, a movement, if you like. Um, we, 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 um, we're called the Supernatural Youth Movement and it's only been a couple of years going and we've been doing these conferences now for a couple of years and our, our mission, our aim, our calling or what we feel God is telling us to do is to encourage and to equip young people and students to uh, live life to the max but also live with the Holy Spirit flowing through them every day. And so we want to encourage young people and how they can listen to God. We want to encourage young people and how they can pray for their friends, but pray for, for healing or have words of knowledge or words of wisdom. And so our whole kind of mission of what we feel as a, as a youth group, as a youth movement, is that we want other young people to join us. And we want to do this because we feel in the UK at the moment, there's a huge, there's a shift, there's something happening with the Holy Spirit where he is preparing churches to step out and be brave and to be brave with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there are so many more um, festivals and conferences and events that are happening that are saying, hey church, let's be brave. Let's be brave. Let's step out with the Holy Spirit and let's do things for the kingdom. Let's show the world just how good our God is and let's be brave. And so actually what I want to do, if that's okay, is just show you a video of the highlights um, that we had back in February. So that's us. Uh, that's the Supernatural Youth Conference led by the Supernatural Youth Movement. Um, and the reason we've, we've, we've done that is because we actually, when we first started, we were just called the Supernatural Youth Conference because that's all we did was a, was a weekend. However, we seem to be doing more and more things now, visiting places and, and speaking. So it didn't 
it sounded a bit odd saying, hi, we're from the conference, but actually we're from something bigger than that. We're part of a movement. And you saw some young people here and leaders and people here on the screen. Um, you have an amazing bunch of young people and youth leaders um, as a church, okay? And there's a few of you nodding, so that's good that you agree with that. They are incredible. They're incredible. And as you can see from the very awkward clips that they now cringe at themselves, uh, they're just passionate. They're passionate about God. They're passionate about worshipping. And um, we feel as a, as a, as a group um, of young people, including myself, um, that we're just blessed to have you with us with that. Well, I don't feel like I'm here this evening to try and, um, I don't want to say the word sell, but I don't to kind of show what we do and be like, hey, you can come be a part of this because you're already a part of this. Um, we had recently a, a leaders meeting and we got them all together and it was fantastic to see that within two years we've got a little core group of youth groups that actually say we all want to be brave, we want to be led by the Holy Spirit on every day and we want to uh, kind of encourage and equip young people and to do the same. And so that's the journey we've been on. Let me give you a little bit of a backdrop and then I just want to share two, two stories, okay? So I moved to Woking um, in 2015. I'm originally from Portsmouth, born and bred. Anyone near that way? Wow. <laughs> Actually, if you would have said you're from Southampton, that wouldn't have gone down too well anyway, would it? So, um, oh, there's going to be people from Southampton now, isn't there? Is there anyone? No, that's good. Okay, great. We can, we can come back, guys. This is good. Um, so, yes, from Portsmouth, born and raised. Um, I moved to, yeah, so working in 2015. And um, I, I moved because I took a job um, at New Life Church um, in, in Woking. And um, when I arrived, I realised that I'd literally struck gold. There was a, a student youth worker there before me who'd done three years at college and he'd done all his training. And he was leaving to go do something with coffee or something random. And I, I walked in and was like, do you realise just how amazing these young people are here? And he was like, yes, I know. I've been with them for three years. I said, why are you going off to do something with coffee? How random is this? And he said, well, I just feel that's where God's calling me. And I thought, see ya. Out you go. Because these young people were phenomenal. I thought, this is, this is every youth worker's dream. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't wish for a better group here. They're, they're incredible. And so I'm just bigging you up now so you can pay me later. It's fine. Don't worry. But I walked in and thought, these young people are great. And within a month, I think I just completely fell in love with all of them even when they stress me out to the max and they make me lose my hair and, and it go grey. But I love them. And what I quick, quickly realised was that actually they were, they were uh, raised in a culture of a church that um, they believed that there was no junior Holy Spirit. They were encouraged as children to listen to God and to pray and to speak and to receive words from God and pictures. And so... Um, I thought, wow, these, these, these young people, they're really into this kind of thing. And I thought, well, I'm, I come from like a really Baptist church where it was like stand up, sit down, nobody pray for healing, nobody pray for any words. It was, a, it was almost like a, if you're like a social club. You came and sang your hymns and you went home. So I get there and I think, I need to catch up. I need to start reading some books. And so I'm reading the books about gifts of the Holy Spirit and praying for healing and prophecy and all this other stuff. And... Then I stumble across a thing called treasure hunting and I think, wow, this sounds cool. This is like asking God for clues and he gives you clues of people in locations and you go out and you find them and how amazing is this? And then I thought, oh no, they're young people. Talking to strangers is a big no. Walking up to people is a big no. Walking in general is a big no for teenagers. 
how am I going to sell them on this? So I got them all together and I was like, hey, look, right, I've been reading this thing about treasure hunting, okay? And they were like, yeah, we know a bit about that. We did a bit when we were younger in the children's work. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to pray for clues, okay? And we're going to get a whole bunch of them. And we're going to go out to Woking Park. So we're even going to tell God where we're going just so that he can, you know, he can get prepared and ready for us. And um, so we're going to go to Woking Park and we're just going to find the people that match the clues, but we won't talk to them. We'll just find the people and then we'll believe that God is real, that this gift of the Holy Spirit is real. And actually this whole thing is just fantastic, okay? So we pray and we get a whole match of descriptions and clues and we say, right, let's, let's go, let's go out. All of them are very, we're not talking to anyone, we're not talking to anyone. Anyway, there was a whole bunch of clues and one of them, well actually there were, there were four and you're going to have to help me remember this because we've done so much since then. It's like trying to remember. So there, we were looking for a lady, okay, and she had mousy brown hair, she had a black coat and a colourful bag, like a really colourful bag, and she had piercing blue eyes. Okay, that's the description we had. So we're like in the park, like FBI ninjas, like... Can you see the woman? I'm looking for a black coat. I'm looking for brown hair. I'm looking for a colourful bag. And um, we can't find anything. I mean, we just look creepy. There's 15 of us walking around like this, like thinking that she's going to pop out. And we've got about mm, five, ten more minutes before we have to leave to get back to church so that all the parents can take their young people and their children home and they can have roast dinners and all that stuff. So I'm thinking, no, I trusted you, God. I took a step of faith as a youth leader. We prayed. We even got clues. And now we're here, and the woman is not here. You've completely abandoned us. Like, what, what are you... Like, they probably think I'm an idiot. They're going to go back and tell their parents that we basically wandered around like weirdos in the park for 15 minutes, like this, looking for people. And I thought, this is just going to go so, so wrong. And then someone literally went, a woman's just left the leisure centre. And we were like, oh. We were like, where? Like, and it was like 15 of us all stood near the leisure centre entrance. And we were just staring at this woman. I was like, look natural. So then it became even more awkward because it was like this. Like 15 of us all leaning on like lampposts and bins and benches. And it was just awkward. Anyway, you hear them say, she's got, colorful, she's got a colourful bag and a black coat. Oh, that's two out of the four. Oh, she's got kind of mousy brown hair. This is good. This is good. And then someone says, I don't know who said it. Someone just said, she's got to have piercing blue eyes though. Otherwise this whole thing's a joke. I'm like, please, please, just, just a hint of blue. Just a hint of blue. That's all I need. That's all I need. So she comes towards, and I'm saying, right, somebody look to see if she's got blue eyes, but let's not make it obvious, okay? Let's not just all 15 of us just stare and, like, kind of eyeball her. Anyway, we'll look, and she has got the most piercing blue eyes we've ever seen, and our chins just hit the floor. We were like, <gasps> this is the woman. God is real. He speaks to us. He gives us clues. We've actually done it. And by the time we picked our chins back up off the floor, the woman had gone. She's like across the car park now. And someone has the bright idea and says, we should go talk to her. And I'm thinking, no, that wasn't part of the deal. The deal was that we just find the woman, we get encouraged, we go back and we tell everyone how great we are because we found the woman, but we didn't actually do anything to change her life. So at that moment... We've got to go. We've got to go. And so they're like, well, it's a lady, so a female should go. So they're like, right, Kitty, you're straight up. So Kitty, you can go because you're confident and you'll talk to her. And Tom, because it was all your idea, so you guys go. So we're like now running across the park, across the car park, and I say to Kitty, okay, 
it looks really weird because we're literally sprinting after this woman now across the car park. Let's slow down and let's just trust God. And if we get there and the car has not moved, we'll go knock on our window and we'll say, hey, this is really weird, but we feel that God wants to say something to you today. However, if we get there and she drives off, then we'll just take that. Well, we literally got to her car, she reversed and drove off. And me and Kissy just went, oh, what do we do now? And so we were like, well, it was good though, because we found the lady, right? But we didn't, we didn't really say, like, she didn't get impacted by any of that. Like, she has no idea that there was these wackos in the park that were trying to chase her down and tell her that God loved her. And so I was like, oh. Anyway, we walked back and we said, oh, we, um, we didn't catch up with the lady. She got in a car and she drove off and we didn't really get to chat to her. And um, he said, um, well, that's okay. You know, you, you tried. And we found the lady. It was really good. And so we're all kind of in this weird place of we were excited that God was real and that this happens in our modern day and he speaks to us as, as young people and me. And, um, but we'd missed the opportunity to just even just say to this lady, hey, God knows what you're going through right now and that he loves you and just wants you to know that just be blessed. And so I think it was a blessing in disguise for us because from that moment, the group decided that if we even see a glimpse of someone that half matches a clue, we're on them. Like wildfire, like, right, like, I'm sorry, you've got white trainers? Oh, I'm going to come talk to you straight away. There's no, hit, there's no hesitation now because we all know the feeling that it was that we didn't get to tell that lady that she was loved by God. And now we trust God and we trust that he's working in other people to speak to that woman in her life. But we were just like, oh man, we could have been used by God then and we wanted to be a part of that. And so that's where we've stemmed from doing that hunt. We've been looking at healing and words of knowledge and words of wisdom and, and all the different kind of gifts that the, um, the Holy Spirit gives and speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues and all of this stuff. And um, we started doing more and more of it and we kind of enjoyed it and thought, this is really cool. This is like we're actually making a difference in the world. It's not just a club, a social club that like I grew up in. It, this is actually we're making a difference and people are finding out about Jesus and, and this is exciting. And then it was a case of well, if God would use us regular, normal young people and me, um, maybe he'll use other young people as well. And maybe we should encourage other young people to do what we're doing. And let, let's, um, let's do something. Let's get, let's get them together. Let's get them to come to our place so we can say, hey, look, God's really great. He speaks to you and you can do these things and go out and do it. And it's never been a case of come and look at us and what we do because we still feel like we're figuring a lot of this stuff out. But we feel that young people... Um, are going to be brave and they're going to step out and they're already doing it um, and the Holy Spirit is leading the church and leading young people to, to make a movement to, to step out. And our thing has been this, that, um, you know, friends, when they um, encounter Jesus or they experience Jesus in maybe praying um, for whatever, when they've experienced God, it's, it, you can deny him and you can deny that he exists, but it's hard. If you've been healed of something, it's hard to say that there isn't a God. And so what the, the underlining thing of all our kind of young people is actually we want our friends to experience God so they say, what on earth was that? And then we can say, it's Jesus, let me tell you about him a little bit more or let me invite you to this so we can tell you a little bit more about Jesus. So that's been our thing that we want to go out and we want to do these things and we've, we've had um, churches joining us over the last couple of years and now we've got three counties youth and um, they're phenomenal so I'm just going to big them up. I know, who, who put your hand up if you came to the Supernatural Youth Conference? Okay, one, two... Yes, okay. So, at the, uh, no, during worship, we're going to do some prayers in response. These are the four that you want to get prayer from, okay, because they're amazing, and they're looking at me like they want to kill me. Um, 
on the Saturday evening, which was the last night, I, may, I always make this rookie error where I get youth to pray for their youth leaders. And now that's great, but for me, that's always a danger because whenever they pray for me, I end up usually just going flat out in the spirit and I'm gone, okay? Is Jack the same? Yeah, great. Although he's tall, you have to have a couple of people behind him if he goes down. Anyway, um, and so I, 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 I said, right, Youth leaders, you're going to pray for your young people. Fantastic time, loads of stuff going on. You saw some of it in the video. And then I said, right, now, young people, you're going to pray for your youth leaders. And you saw a little bit in there as well, then pray for me. And that was a rookie mistake, because I went down so hard, and then I was out uh, in God's presence. And I, for me, it's just a case of I'm just enjoying resting in his, in his presence. And so I'm there, and I'm fine. And I'm thinking to myself, at some stage, I'm going to get back up, take control of this conference, because we're having a time of worship, can take control of the conference and say, right, thank you for coming, it's been wonderful, see you later, go home. Then someone came and gave me a word and it literally broke me uh, in terms of emotionally. I was just kind of so upset but so moved that God had spoke to this person and he spoke for another three people exactly the same thing. So I kind of accepted it was from God. And, um, and then all of a sudden, I just start hearing these voices over the microphones that I'm not familiar with and I'm thinking who on earth has the microphone and what are they about to say? Because if they get up and say something really bizarre, like, who does it fall to in the end, really? It comes to me. And so I'm like, oh no, I'm paralysed on the floor with God's presence. I'm bawling my eyes out and now I have a whole line of young people who want to share words that they've been given from God. Which is bizarre because the whole weekend was basically asking young people to hear from God and share their words. But now I'm on the floor paralysed thinking, oh no, it's all going to go wrong. And, um, and some of them are here and they would just start sharing words and truths about God um, over everyone. I mean, there was people sharing personal, personal stories about things they were dealing with. And I thought, oh no, they're just going to get up and share that they're struggling with this and then just put the mic down. And they said, but God has helped me through this stage and I believe God wants to help someone here go through it as well. And young people saying, that's me, that's me, that's my life, I need you, can you pray? And so now I've got young people giving words, I've got young people praying for other young people and I'm very relaxed on the floor, enjoying my time, going, this is what it was all about. Next year we can just give them all the microphones and we can just sit and listen and marvel at what God does through them. So that's the Supernatural Youth Conference. I've got two stories and I realise I'm going on, so I'm going to get to the point. One story is about healing and one story is about speaking in tongues. Now, I've been asking God all day which way around I'm meant to do them and I feel like I'm meant to tell you about healing. So let's go with that first, okay? So, um, healing. Healing's always been a bit of an issue for me. Um, And the reason is this. When I was um, 19, I broke my right femur. So your right femur is your, the bone that goes from your hip to your knee. And it's the strongest bone in the body. It's the thickest, the strongest bone, okay? And um, I play ice hockey. Any ice hockey fans in the building? Hey, 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 I like that. We're, oh, oh, we're multiplying. As we're going on, we're becoming fans, as we're just hearing. Oh, yes, I love ice hockey. It's great. Um, so when I was, I've been playing since I was 10, when I was 19, I was in Basingstoke Ice Rink and a ginormous man crushed me into the boards and I went in, I don't know how to explain it, I went in knee first on the floor with him behind me and he's probably three times the size of me. We went into the boards at about 15 miles an hour and I went in knee first. Now the only thing to give 
is either the boards or my knee. And so as you can understand, the boards are very strong. And my knee, um, my knee basically, you know, like if you get a stick and you were to twist a stick and it like, it like splints and it like, so it wasn't like a clean break. It was all jaggedy. And yeah, I did it. I did it well. I did it well. And um, to the point where actually there's so much adrenaline and ice hockey that when I was on the floor, I actually tried to get up. Uh, don't worry, nothing like fell off or anything. But basically, it just wouldn't move. It, I was sat down on the floor and it just wouldn't move. And I thought, well, this is bizarre. Usually when you tell your leg to move or you try and move, it moves with you. It just wasn't moving. Anyway, it turns out I broke my leg. I was in the hospital for a week. I did an operation. And what they did was they said, right, because we want to get you back to new quickly, we're going to put um, a metal plate down the side and we're going to put pins across. Um, and we're not going to put you in a cast. We're going to do that. And then what you're going to do is you have to do physical exercise, you're going to have to do physio, and you'll be back within three months. You'll be back to work. You'll be back to doing what you love in hockey. And um, yeah, they were right. I was back to work at, at three months. However, my leg um, could only bend. So, the, so I could stand up straight. And they said, the number one thing that we've tried to do is to make sure that you can have your leg straight. Because it's no point if you've got your leg like this, because you'll just be hopping around like an oddball for the rest of your life. So they said, the number one thing that we wanted to do when we fixed your leg was make sure you could stand up straight. And here we are. I can stand up straight. Hurrah, this is great. But they said, the problem is, because we want your leg to be straight, you're only going to bend your leg about here. This is as far as you can probably bend it. Okay? So you can go straight, or you can go to about here. And as you get older, it will probably get worse because your bones will get weaker, you'll get older, and actually you'll probably find that you'll struggle, but you know, you'll be able to bend a little bit, and you'll be able to sit down, but ultimately we advise that you don't kneel or get on the floor and sit back. So I was like, oh, wow, okay, great. Um, I kind of went back to hockey a little bit, but I avoided it for a long time. Probably I went back straight away because, you know that thing, you've got to overcome the fear? So I did that straight away, but then I kind of stopped ice hockey for a long time and uh, my leg was not getting any better. And all I could do was move it to about here. So I could sit down, but it wasn't great. And um, sorry, for those of you who are kind of at the back, I'll stand. So basically, about here, okay? That's as far as I could do it. And um, for years and years and years in church, um, I've been hearing callings for, for prayer for healing. Can you come? Can you, you know, if you want healing, come forward. And I'm like, yes, please, can you pray for my knee? And everyone that would touch my knee, I'd say, listen to this, and I'd put it out, and it would all crunch, and they'd go, oh, that's disgusting, but we'll pray for you anyway. And, and so I've um, been having prayer on my knee and knee for, for years and years, and nothing's been happening. Nothing's been happening. It's still the same. It still creaks. It still uh, hurts. And I thought, this is, this is just pointless, but I'm going to keep asking for healing. It's fine. Anyway, a couple of years ago, story gets good. Um, I'm at a conference, and um, it's uh, at Eastgate Church in Gravesend, and um, we're having a time of worship, and I feel God say to me, just enjoy the room, just enjoy my presence, and there are loads of people doing things, they were waving flags, I've never seen how flags have waved like that before since. It was great, and I was just walking around enjoying it, going, isn't this lovely, God? Look at all these people worshipping you. This is kind of like heaven, except for the crazy flag guy. But this is pretty much it, okay? And so, then I thought, or I felt God say, okay, you've walked around a little bit. Why don't you just, why don't you just kneel down? So I thought, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll just have a little kneel then, okay? So I'm kneeling like this. And I can kneel at this angle, okay? But I'm like upright, you know, because my leg's not going down any further. I think, okay, this is great. Feel, feel really good and God said kneel but then he didn't say anything and I'm there like come on give me something else you told me to walk around you told me to kneel what is it you want me to do next or what do you want to tell me 
And so I'm sitting there and, he's, and I'm thinking, God, this is great just being in your presence. And everything that we're doing is just awesome. Like, look at all these people just having a great time. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, God, what is it you want to say? I'm pretty sure you want to say something to me. I'm sitting on my foot. I've been there for about 20 minutes, not realising that in the presence of God, I completely sat back on my leg. And after years of being like this, I'm now back here. And at not one stage did I realise it hurt, ever. It still didn't hurt. And I thought, this is incredible. So then I got up and thought, God healed me. I didn't even ask anyone to pray. And in God's presence, I was healed. This is incredible. But how how does that work? How? Why now? And why not all those times that people were praying? Because every time I've read the scriptures, and it says about Jesus praying for someone, or people praying, the disciples praying, they're healed instantly. Jesus puts a hand on it and says, See! And they're like, Oh, I can see, this is amazing. Or, Get up out of your... They get up. Every time. How... How? Hang on a minute, God. I've been asking for healing for a long time and it still hasn't come. Why has it come now? And why did it not come before? And so we were in little groups after the worship and, I, and we were talking about something else randomly. I just hijacked the whole conversation and just said, hey, this is really weird. I've just been healed. Um, but I've been having people praying for me for years. Why now? Um, why, 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 is it, why, is it, why is it? I think it's been a gradual thing. Why has it, why has it happened? And this lady looked at me and she smiled. And I've never met this lady again since in my life. And she said, this reminds me of the story of Mark 8. And I was like, ooh, there's a story as well now. Like, this is brilliant. Okay, and it says, Jesus heals a blind man in Bethsaida. Okay, and it says, and they came to um, Bethsaida. And some people brought to him a blind man. And they begged him to touch him. And he looked at the blind man. This is Jesus. Okay, he looked at the blind man and he led him out of the village. Ooh, mysterious. And when he spit on his eyes and laid on his hands, he asked him, do you see anything? Question mark. The man, he looked up and said, I see people, but they they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again. And he opened his eyes and his sight was restored. And he saw everything clearly. And he sent, sent him home saying, do not enter the village. Verse 25, then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again. And she said, and you know what? She said, God is so good. Jesus is so gracious. I think he's been healing you over time. I think this story, what this story is reminding me and reminding you, is that there is a moment where Jesus prays twice for someone's healing. And that's not because Jesus couldn't heal him in the first place. You think, oh, well, maybe he's lost a bit of his power. Maybe you couldn't heal him. I mean, if Jesus just looked at the guy, he could be healed like that. But there's a moment. It's the only story. It's the only story of healing where Jesus prays for someone twice. And I don't care why he prayed twice. All I know is that I'm glad that he did. And that God is a God who heals instantly. And he also heals gradually. And so my hope and my encouragement to you is if you've been having prayers for a certain healing, it could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be anything, hang on to the hope of the story of Mark 8 that actually there is a gradual healing. And if my testimony is anything of my leg gets better and better and better, the more people pray and exercise as well, that's always good. But the more people that keep praying for my leg, the gradual healing. And I think that's encouraging because I was in such a place of No, like, 
God heals instantly and it's not been happening. You know, I expected to be like someone praying. I'd be like, look at this. Look at my leg. And people thinking, wow, this is, this is phenomenal. And yet, just the one day in his presence, just realised, wow, God, you've been healing me and I've not even recognised. And so that's my encouragement. And we're going to pray um, in, a, in a little while for people who want to be prayed for, for healing. And you've had, you've had prayers for healing for a long time um, or for a while and actually feeling a bit like fed up, maybe feeling a bit, maybe more encouraged now actually, maybe to get some prayer um, because of that. So we're going to pray for healing for people who want to receive that in a minute. So if you feel a stirring in your heart and you think, yeah, I need some healing in certain areas, then, then um, we're, we're, we're going to do that in a minute. But let me just tell you one more story, okay, about the gift of speaking in tongues, one of the most bizarre ones ever. Um, when I was, oh, how old was I? I don't know, it doesn't matter. When I was younger, uh, I was at um, a Pentecostal Bible college that had material from Hillsong International, something like that. And we were in a session near Christmas and it was about the Holy Spirit. And I nudged my friend who i just met and said, hey, do you know anything about this Holy Spirit character? And um, they said, yeah, he's pretty cool. I said, um, so what's all this stuff about gifts and whatever? And they said, oh, just pay attention to the, the session and you'll be fine. So they start talking about the session, the Holy Spirit. I think, this is amazing. I've never heard all of this stuff before. And um, you can be baptised in the Holy Spirit. Wow! Like, I don't think that's happened to me. I'm pretty sure my church did pray for that, but they didn't explain what was going on. So I was just like, oh, this is wonderful. And I've just been in the water and there's cake and it's all lovely. Um, and so she starts telling me about the Holy Spirit and she says about being baptised in the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, oh wow, this is, this is phenomenal. And I'm thinking, there's a class of 30 of us. We all are going to want to get baptised in the Holy Spirit at the end of the session because I can see where they're going with this. They want to get to the end and say, right, who wants the Holy Spirit? I'm like, ah, me, me, me. And so I was ready. I was like, right, my hand's gone up first because there's going to be a queue and I'm not getting left to the end. And so they said, right, so now we've talked all that. Who would like to be baptised in the Holy Spirit? And my hand went up like a rocket. Yes, me. I want to get prayed for. I was the only person in the class of 30, because they'd already been baptised in the Holy Spirit, that shot the hand up. So they all chuckled and laughed. They were like, oh, look at this guy. And I was like, me, 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 I want it, I want it. And they were like, oh, bless him. So they're like, right, let's pray then, let's pray. And, and they, they, they prayed, and, and they said, oh, if you want to just, you know, whatever God's doing, just like... And so I started like thinking, oh, this is weird. I'm feeling like a real, real kind of presence. I'm feeling like a warmth, I'm feeling a joy. And, and then one of them said, you, you are allowed to lay down if you want. So down I went, I was laying down, and, and they were like, just feel free to speak out whatever you want and pray to God and start speaking in tongues and thinking, wow, this is really bizarre and cool. Um, I was there for, I think it was about two hours. I think everyone had gone home. I think the principal, was, well, the, the person who was running the course, and two of my friends had hung around. Everyone had gone. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like almost like half 11 at night. And they're like, no, it's fine. Like, we'll be rewarded in heaven. It's fine. We'll stay with you. And, um, and so they, they were great. I got home. I was like, hi, Zakai. I was like, wow, mom, dad, guess what's happening? Blah, blah. Like, you know, like, they're in bed. I'm just like, burst through the door. Like, ah! They're like, whoa! Are you all right, son? What's going on here? I was like, holy spirit! And they're like, wow, okay, it's half 11. Can you go to bed? And, um, and then they, I was like, who can I talk to about this? And they were like, oh, well, obviously us and other people in church. I thought, this is wonderful. This is brilliant. And so I've been speaking kind of in tongues with God for, for that amount of time. And um, I've always just done it as a, a stress relief, if you like. When, um, when I left school, I didn't have very good grades. Um, and so my, my, um, my education wasn't particularly great. So in terms of words and the words that I know are quite limited. Apparently, the average person will know between the 10,000 and 20,000 words. 
I probably know about 50. So I was like, once you start saying, God, you're wonderful. God, you're amazing. God, you're great. Uh, God, you're wonderful. Uh, you're amazing. Uh, you're great. Yeah, God, you're just so great and amazing and wonderful. I, I'd start running out of words. I can't think of words very well. And so I, I quickly learned that actually, if I just speak in tongues to God, when I'm happy, when I'm stressed, when I'm anxious, actually, I don't even have to pay attention. I can just let it all out. God can understand everything I'm saying. And it's basically my soul, is, my spirit is communicating to him and through the Holy Spirit working through me, I'm communicating to God. And I thought, I felt really relieved by that because I didn't have to hide anything. I didn't have to try and explain just how much happiness I felt in a moment or how much sadness I felt. I could just let it out. And so for me, it's always just been a, a, a stress relief spirit gift. I use it when I'm stressed. And um, I'm in the car coming to work one day. It's a Tuesday morning. And um, I'm stressed, man. And I'm worried about work. I'm worried about family. I'm worried about when we're going to live in the future and uh, what's going on. Am I going to have enough money to own my own house and all this nonsense, okay? And the enemy's really having a go at me this Tuesday morning. And, um, and the radio was really loud. And so I had my, my, my head kind of felt like it was loads of voices just saying all these things and then the radio was on and it was like radio one and it was really loud and I was like oh shut up and so I turned off the radio and I was really my head was just spinning and I thought do what you always do and start speaking in tongues as you're driving with your eyes open Tom so I'm like okay so I'm driving and I'm like praying in tongues and I'm driving I'm driving and I'm calming down I can feel myself becoming more relaxed and usually when I speak in tongues I just speak a lot of nonsense if you like, it's another tongue, it's another language and I don't usually hear words that I can hold on to, I usually just speak except for this time the word scalmana kept coming over and over again and it was the only word I could say was just scalmana, scalmana, scalmana and I thought, well this is interesting I've never had just one word over and over and over again maybe there's something to this so I pull up into the car park and before I even take my seatbelt off and get out of the car I get my phone out and I start to try and put together the word Scalmana as how I think it should be spelt. And so I'm writing it down. Anyway, I type it into Google and it says um, English to Italian translation. And I thought, ooh. But it didn't say anything of that. It just said English to Italian. So then I got, you know, you get the app, the Google Translate app. So I got that out and I put Italian and I put English, right? And I put my version of how I spell Scalmana that God was telling me how to spell it. And it was S-C-A, wait, no, I've written it down, don't want to get it wrong, S-C-A-L-M-A-N-A, Scalmana, okay, so Scalmana, type it in, I hit translate, and it literally translates to one word, and the one word is chill. (laughs) (laughs) Chill, as in, chill out Tom, you're a nutter, calm down, it's all fine, I'm God, I'm all in control, just chill. And I thought, how good is God? How good is God? that he wasn't giving me the answers, he wasn't telling me it was all going to be okay and this is how your life's going to pan out, Tom, and this is what I'm going to do. He just said, chill. And he said it in a way that I understood. It wasn't, relax, my child, therefore you shall be fine. It was, just chill, just chill. You calm down like a mate. Just chill out, will you? You're, you're stressing out over nothing. I'm God and I'm in control. And I've got you in my hand. And, um, and so I just had this moment of, wow, God, you are good, and I'm never going to ever again just speak in tongues and not try and listen to the words. And since then, I've been speaking, and 
I've not recognised any words, but that's been a huge thing that actually God spoke to me through a gift that I'd had for a very long time that I was using as a stress ball, if you like. And yet he spoke to me and said, just chill, just relax, it's all going to be good. And so what we're going to do this evening, what we're going to do now actually, because I've gone over and we need to wo- get the worship group up because they're amazing. So can, can I ask you to, to kind of come up? Um, there's a number of things we want to do. So we want to uh, pray for people for healing. Um, and um, if you want to receive healing and people pr- pray, we, we're going to do that. Um, I have a, a team over here that would love to pray. They've already been uh, prepped on how to pray and how to do all of that. They basically just, they leave it all up to the Holy Spirit. So they just say, come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. More of you, Jesus. Amen. That's kind of all they do, really, because they understand that it's not them that need to pray the healing. It's God. So, uh, so that's what they do. Um, so we're going to do that. And we're also, if anyone wants to receive the gift of speaking in tongues, we're, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to do that too. However, we had a picture when we were praying earlier before we started. And um, it's a bit of a bizarre one, but I'll, I'll share it with you because I've come to the realisation that if I share it and it's not for anyone here and it's just me being a bit silly, then I'm just a bit silly and no one dies. But if it means something for someone and God speaks to them, then it's worth sharing. It's worth sharing. And so I'm okay of looking silly. I mean, my whole, whole life is like that. So, so um, my picture was this, okay? My picture was I had, um, I saw five people, uh, male and female, five people uh, standing up and they were standing here um, and they didn't have heads, they had light bulbs for heads. And um, they were like standard round light bulbs. And what was happening was, was the light bulbs were starting to have lights. And they were starting to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And it was a gradual, like a dimmer switch. It was getting lighter and lighter. It wasn't just on. It was getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And so I'm saying, okay, God, if this is a picture for this church and I've got to share it, can you please give me some kind of instruction of what it might mean? Because I can't just start and say there were five people with light bulbs for heads and they were getting brighter. And so he said, joy. I think there are people here that want to start receiving some joy from me in whatever situation and it's going to be a gradual joy that he's going to just work into your life. And so I want you to just say, if people want prayers for joy, then to call that out. And there might be five, there might be one. I might be completely wrong and this is really bizarre and you're never going to invite me back again. But if it's for one person who needs prayer for joy, then please respond. And I also want to say this, okay, so we're going to do healing, speaking in tongues, and prayers for joy. If you want prayers for anything else, you just come. Because I get frustrated when I'm at things, and I'm like, I would like prayers for this. And they say everything else, but the one thing that I want prayers for. And I'm like, I should just go up and be brave and say, look, you didn't call for this, but I want it, so I just want someone to pray for me. So if that's you, and you have something else as well, you feel free to just come on down, and we'll just pray. Is that, can we do that? So, I don't know how we all want to do this and how you do it. Should we... Do you want to start singing a bit and then we'll, we'll respond? Jack's looking at me like, I have no idea what you want to do. Okay. Let, I, I, feel, I feel we should sing. Can we sing a song? And then we'll come and then we'll, we'll respond to that. Because I feel like we just need to be in God's presence for a bit and just worship Him. Is that cool?